millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy Good Podcast was always better. Hello. 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 We're not testing the microphone. We can hear each other. Hello. 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of Small Screen 90s. And uh, so, Chris, what have you been up to this fine week, seeing as it's only Tuesday? I'm in the final of the not-so-new Comedy Award, which I was kicked out of, and and now I'm a wide card, which is... Oh, that's that's great, because you you messaged me to tell me you've definitely lost. So, uh, well done. Well, I think I'm just cannon fodder, just for... (laughs) I'm just numbers... And Adam Morrison is doing it, and he's doing he's doing it in the afternoon, and I'm doing it in the evening. So they, they want to keep us apart until the final, and then uh, he'll win. Obviously, they do that. They, they know there's friction between you both after years of being on the comedy circuit, eyeing each other up for like a fight that could happen. It can finally kick off between both of you. Well done, though, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I feel really good. Apart from I'm going to do it on the pretense that I do not give a shit what what happens. Which I think I'm always better when I'm like that. If I'm really tensed up and I think, oh no, oh, this could be, oh, it's a big deal. Now I've just realised I've been kicked out once. What's the worst they can do? Just kick me out again. So I'm just going to think it like that. I, uh, hello, I'm, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back in the saddle. Technical problems have been sorted by producer Andy. Thank you, Andy. Uh, he doesn't exist. Uh, basically just running through... Uh, my new show, I've been given Edinburgh dates, so I'm going to announce them next week. I'm doing a full run at Edinburgh, and I'm doing 20 preview shows. So uh, very exciting, very nerve-wracking, and the joy of rehearsing stuff in. 
on your own, which just turns into me sat eating a big bag of Maltesers. Is that the show? Honest. Well, that could be the show, but like I get like 30 minutes in, I think, oh, I deserve some chocolate. I'm quite, quite quickly, I'll reward myself for doing nothing. I'm, I'm quite <laughs> I... good at that. Like, I rewarded myself with uh, four cream eggs the other day uh, for just turning up to work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's really bad gigging with like shops open at that time of night. You think, hmm, I might have some food. But you wouldn't have bought any food if you hadn't gone past that shop. And if it's one of those gigs where you've been paid in uh, the old readies, walking past that stuff, you feel like a king. And all of a sudden you want to purchase everything in the shop not just a few items. I've, I've uh, done it. I've, different types of Mountain Dew, <laughs> special Iron Brew at like midnight. And who needs to drink Iron Brew at midnight? No one, and especially me. And you know me, I have to drink it with the compass as well, so it makes life a lot harder. Scottish people. Scottish people. What legends. They like the Iron Brew. They love the Iron Brew. Apparently, Iron Brew was discovered because they were trying to make Coca-Cola or any brand is available and it was a different recipe and they made iron brew. I think that's true. I found that out one Edinburgh. It might be, it might not, but I'm going to go with that is definitely true about iron brew. You say it's like penicillin. They just left out some Coke out in the sun and they went, oh, this tastes nice and they turned it into iron brew. Well, I don't think it was like the case of that. <laughs> I think they tried to make coke like they were in the like laboratory in the in the coca-cola lab ah. to make their own one they like like what cresta used to do remember when all the cresta drinks that weren't as good and uh, mm. the scots had a go and made iron brew and do you know what good luck to him because i'll be honest if someone says do you want an iron brew or would you like a coke what would you say no a coke no an iron brew i don't know what I don't know what to say that that um, justifies your your argument. You don't have to justify my argument, uh, Chris. Have you realised you can say whatever you want? You don't have to justify. Don't make me sound like I've been bullying you all this time. Like Jeremy Carl and, and what was the name of the guy, the little gimpy guy? I don't know. Oh. I wanted to. I wanted to do small screen 60s, but he's like, no, no, there's more gold in 90s, Chris. Come oh, you on. could have done small. There was only 10 programs in the 60s. No one had a bloody television. Oh, <laughs> would have been a short series. Yeah, we would have done the, the, 10, the 1966 World Cup. Also, this podcast has destroyed my other podcast, the Trevor Feelgood podcast, because I can't do it anymore, because it's basically what this is. It's Trevor going through someone's CV, and so now that's stopped, and now we just do this. So if you're listening on the feed, this is no longer Tram Podcast. This is Small Screen 90s Podcast. Yeah. So that's where the money don't get is. confused with everyone's favourite Manchester-based podcast that is just about trams. It is Tram Podcast, which makes Small Screen 90s. But they're not, they're not very good at putting their podcasts up. They're always late. Is that is that oh, does that work? Does that work? I don't know. I, I don't have any beef with trams. You might. We scripted this at the beginning. This area, yeah, we, we we spend two weeks in advance on every episode. Oh, it inside out. Yeah. So Iron Brew's done. Trams have done. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Brew's done. 
you know there's an iron brew energy drink now? So not only do you get the taste of iron brew, you can have a hit of energy. You mean more sugar? Is that what they mean? More sugar. Like mm. a, a can of like pure sugar. Because you can't just have a bag of sugar when you want. I reckon I could. Well, we know what yep. everyone's here for. And it's one thing and one thing only. Shall we start the show? Let's start the show. Here it is, guys. Here it is. Small screen 90s. So welcome to this week's episode of Small Screen 90s, the only podcast in the entire universe where we ask ourselves what are the greatest shows ever from the 90s. And you know what? We rate them out of 90. And I would be nothing if I didn't have my co-host, the legend that is Mr. Chris Barnes. Barnesy, are you ready to dive into the 90s? Yes, I am. Last week you called me Trev, but I realised that was because I had a hat on and... You can confuse Adam with hats. If you just put a hat on, train conductor, and he'd be like, oh, yes, there's my ticket. Oh, it's you. It's you wearing oh, a hat. Trap podcast. There we go. Trump. That's another trap yeah. podcast for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as, as we know, I could be confused by a simple hat. We don't do things like Band of Gold and Silent Witness. It's Chuckle Brothers and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the gold. This is the good... This is what people want start off with a sitcom, a sitcom by the legend that is Victoria Woods, and that sitcom was called Dinner Ladies. Getting up, getting out, getting on, getting going. Where's the way out the dreams that you hold in your heart? Choices you make without knowing Take away from the thing that you had at the start They want to know about Dinner Ladies, which had two series and 16 episodes. The last episode was aired on the 27th of January, the year 2000. Let's meet up there. Well, we're all fully grown. Do you want to hear That's a confession? Good, yes, always. Have you seen that show, I've Never Seen Star Wars, with Marcus Brigstock? Yeah. yeah have you oh, never oh. watched an episode? No, I've watched an episode of that, but I haven't. I've never watched a full episode of Dinner Ladies until this week. What? Say what? I know. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. I'm not well, a middle-aged northern lady. Maybe that's it's not probably built for me. Well, it's not your target demographic, is it? Really? Since she's passed away, I now there's more nostalgia for her. I think because she can't bring out any more content, obviously. So. Now, now, I really respect her as a writer. Do you? I think I do, yeah. Uh, there's a few moments in it. I watched the episode where a prince came to visit. They didn't say what prince it was based on, but we're guessing it was Andrew. 
And uh, yeah, there was a lot of sexy innuendo, though. Did you find that? Like watching it back, going, "Oh, this is almost like a carry-on film." Yes, I've written very, very northern, and then I, I've put in brackets "dirty" next to it. Very northern in brackets, dirty. In, in, in what way? As in uh, down the coal mines, kind of northern way, like working on the Hovis loaves, or as in just filth. Just, just, just utter filth. Utter filth. Would you, uh, would you have got the filth if you watched it as a younger man? Do you think when it was released? No, I don't think so. I think I was quite young then. I can't remember. Yeah, it's got Victoria Wood in it, Anne Reid, Julie Walters, and Therma Barlow, who was Mavis Riley in Coronation Street. Oh, I, I don't, don't really, really know. Really know. Oh, I had a, I had a thing with me that I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I was no, thinking, don't I, do it. I attempted not to do it, and the moment I saw her, I thought, that, that's going to happen straight away. Go on. I don't really know. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is good, yeah. It was good, man. It was good to watch back. Uh, it did like, make me remember the dinner ladies from my school, and they were terrifying women. Like, you don't mess with a dinner lady, do you? I don't know no. why why they are so terrified. One of them broke my collarbone. Well, a dinner lady broke your collarbone. Why? What, yes. what did you do? Did you ask for I, some more? I like this podcast because you're finding a lot out about me, aren't you? No, wow. I was running running around the playground with my, with my coat on, but I had my arms inside the coat. And then I fell over and hit my shoulder. So then I went up to the lady and went, I've hurt my shoulder. And she went, come here. And she just grabbed my shoulder and kept rubbing it around. And went, oh, it's all right. Now go to the nurse. And I thought, you've just broken it, haven't you? So uh, <laughs> I, and I had I had broken it. So I had to be taken to hospital because wow. I'd broken my collarbone. This is the thing that always got me with dinner ladies. With the dinner ladies who actually served the dinner. So therefore, with the actual dinner ladies... And then there was the dinner ladies on the playground who just walked around the playground to make sure kids weren't setting fire to themselves or anything like that. But they were also called din dinner ladies, which they shouldn't have been called dinner ladies because they're clearly lunchtime supervisors. Political correctness gone mad. It is political. It's confusing. Like, if you're working as a dinner lady and it's a good, honest trade to learn, if we've learned anything from Victoria Wood, you want to be known for being a dinner a lady, not someone who just wanders around breaking young Barnes's collarbone. I'm new to the Dinner Ladies franchise. Was it set in a school? I don't really know where it was set. <laughs> it, it kind of had like a university vibe to it. It was so set somewhere where people wanted dinner and it was served by ladies. We know that for sure. Because there were no kids in there. It was all... Maybe I just thought it was just the teachers went in there. Yeah, hey, I think it's best there was no kids in there because they, they, they ruined sitcoms. They ruined singing. They ruined acting. They, they just You shouldn't be able to act or sing to at least 16. <coughs> Outnumbered. <it>. Outnumbered. <laughs> and that, that, do you know what? That was actually all right. I'll take Outnumbered. Uh, not going out the last... Oh, oh, sorry. I meant... Oh, bollocks. Hang on. Editing. <coughs> Not going out. Oh, did you? <laughs> I got I got the wrong one. I got the. Wrong... I just realised they were good in outnumbered. I didn't mind them. 
They were great at outnumbered. Yeah. Well, they just said, say funny things. And they said, OK, we'll say funny things. They were on minimum wage. They're down the coal mine making iron well, the before out- Yeah. The kids from outnumbers were down, down the coal mine. One of the kids is dad's a porn star, isn't he? Tigers yeah, and yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> always, I always, if that ever comes up, it always has to be mentioned. I don't know why. I just want it to be mentioned. It's like yeah, I saw... porn stars can't have kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> or or Twitter accounts, because then uh, it... where where's this going? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I saw exactly the same episode you did, which was the the royals came, and it was a bit of a heartwarming bit at the end where the cleaner man. Um, they pretended that he did recognise him, so he was happy. It's like, oh, oh. Probably when I was younger, I'd probably gone, oh, shut up, you twat. Get, get cleaning. I, I, I did think with that cleaner man as well, like, he did expect a lot of the royals after meeting them once 20 years ago that they would still remember him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, And it was nice to see, like, they obviously bribed a royal to do something. I mean, imagine doing that in this day and age. Whoa. But, Oh, that's right, that's right. Topical, topical. Isn't it weird how history repeats itself? Uh, but yeah, no, there was a heartwarming bit, but like part of me thought you're a bit of a dickhead. It was it was a mixed emotion. It depends how tired I am, I find, with being heartwarming. Yes, yeah, I agree, Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, you, you're you're allowed to agree. You're allowed to agree and have your own opinions. We've discussed that. You, you're not the Graham. No, you said, you said I'm not allowed opinions. You said I just just sit there, do the podcasts. You can't have any opinions, Chris. Uh, <laughs> That's what he said. That. He's really mean. This is my cry for help. Could you please, could someone please let, let me go, please? I, w- I want to go back to living the dream. Dave, Dave was talking about Nightmare the other day, and he said exactly the same yeah. as we did. And I stupidly went, oh, did you listen to the podcast? Like, no. Like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any comedians really listen to other comedians' podcasts. Dinner ladies, what did you think? What's your overall score before we lock it in? Uh, 30. 30 is quite a low score. Do you know what? I wanted to give it more, but watching it back, I don't think it held out very well. So I'm going to agree with you. Sorry, I sort of thought every scene was just a sketch. That sort of stopped, and then they went on to the next bit. There was the story did go on, but I don't know what it was. I was it thinking was about almost like sketches put together with a narrative, wasn't it? It was. I was thinking about doing what Victoria Wood said and uh, taking all the labels off my food, so I could uh, uh, have a surprise when I open up my food. Oh, but you know what? That gets five more for that sound bit of advice. Well, 40, I, I, think, I think if we. Shall we go with 40? 40 for dinner, ladies. Yeah. I was too harsh. 40 for dinner, ladies. So let's lock Lock it in. It in. in. So the next show we're talking about is a classic. A classic from CBBC. A British-made show that you know as Animals of Farbin Wood.
Oh, done it again. Every, every week. Just have it's a nice show, isn't it? Have a little, so, just having a little sing song. Just have to, a little sing to the theme tunes. To quote uh, extras. <laughs> that was me quoting extras with these, they're singing Mustang Sally and he's like, what are you doing? Just having a little sing song. Sorry. <laughs> just having right. fun. Uh, but we're not here to talk about extras. We're here to talk about animals of Barvin Wood. This had three series and 39 episodes. It also had a magazine released, which featured 99 issues of the magazine. And for an extra £3, it was the first magazine in the UK to feature a VHS where you could collect all the episodes individually on a VHS. I don't know how that works, because if there was 99 magazines and only 39 episodes, I don't know. So you could have collected it as well. So, Animals of Farvin Wood, how did you find watching this back? I've got more than a few notes. I liked it, because I remember I liked it when I was little. But why is a fox nice? He's a fox. He shouldn't be nice. The only one who's evil is a snake. Did you know that the badger is voiced by Ron Moody, out of Oliver? I, I did not know that. No. He also does Toad as well, the West Country Toad, who I thought at the beginning had died. I was convinced that he'd been... Did you watch the first episode? I watched the first episode and then I had a deep dive. Uh, yeah. Well, that first episode, let's just, let's just look at the death count as we go through the series as well. I'm just pointing out that this was on CBBC in the afternoon. Those hedgehogs who <laughs> are flattened by a truck... It's quite graphic, isn't it? And that's in the first episode, two hedgehogs die. It, and not from natural it, causes, hit by a truck, because they're not brave enough to run. They curl up into a ball and get hit by a truck. And was a little, was a little hedgehog funeral for them? No, there wasn't. No, they forgot about it, the other animals, and then saved the adder, and they were all laughing. There wasn't even like a moment of time of going like, do you know what? Let's think about what has just happened in front of us. It's the plot of Chicken Run. They just want to escape and go somewhere else. I know that it was made before. The, the White Deer Park. Is that heaven? Is this a metaphor for heaven? They want to get to the White Deer at the end of the... I might be overthinking it slightly. That's quite a nice way of looking at it. I don't think it is a metaphor for heaven. It's uh, just a place with a white deer. It might oh. be. It, there might be some deep seated figure to it and maybe the animals that died go to hell it might it might be like lost and it turns out that they were all died at the beginning oh this is this has gone dark early isn't it a lot of animals die in this like a lot like there's a scene in one episode where three baby mice are thrown into a thistle bush and impale themselves onto the thistles and you see their bloody carcasses uh, the adder gets a boyfriend in series three and then the, the adder's boyfriend is then strangled by a group of rats. Uh, there is a partridge whose wife gets shot by a farmer. Uh, so he goes back to save her. He, he, can't, he can't save her because he's crying so much he can't see. He looks on the windowsill and there's his wife being cooked as like a partridge on a plate. That happens. Uh, the wolf, the bad guy, gets bitten by an adder. The badger eventually dies as well. One of the fox's son 
died from exhaustion. It's like, that's quite a lot of characters to, just to kill off. And let's not forget the butterfly when the poison happens in the first place. And all that little kids remember about uh, animal characters dying is Mufasa in The Lion King. That was just basically a massacre going along there, then being knocked off one after the other. It's like Kill Bill. Also, yeah, yeah. what? Why are they not? Well, they got not character names for. They will either call, if you're a badger, you call badger. If you're a fox, you call fox. They must have other names. When you say this, they're, they're so quickly to knock them off. Like, what's the point? The name of the. <laughs> They're just going to kill him anyway. And also, the white deer dies as well from White Deer Park and is replaced by another white deer. I don't know why they killed everything. Like, there was nothing left by the end of it. What did you want? The hedgehogs to be wearing blue jumpers so you knew that they were going to be killed off straight away. That's a Star Trek joke. Well, it was very good. I just didn't see it coming and like you kind of forget that this used to be something you watched as a child so you're almost desensitized to stuff like this you wouldn't get this now would you on an episode of blippy or bluey or something like that no i've written down captain planet for some reason i don't know why i wrote that down well have you written down captain planet did he pop up halfway through trying I to save the a... hedgehogs and got hit by a helicopter i thought it was a moral thing about saving the environment and stuff but you said that most of it gets killed off on the way there how many are left when they actually get to white deer park well th there's a few left but as the series go on the, the third series uh they've clearly run out of ideas because white deer park gets overtaken by rats and the rats go around <laughs> beating up everything and and a lot of them rats are killed quite graphically as well like but but you know in that kind of horrible water shit down way of not yes. just like killing something and fading away, but like really lingering on it. Mm. Uh, yeah. And they defeat the rats by ripping off the king rat's tail. And then he's humiliated. Uh, and then the rats leave. This is just banana. This whole thing is bananas. Like, I used to remember loving this show as a kid. I just did a medium dive and just watched the first episode and it seemed quite quaint. But after you said all that, it just sounds horrific. It's, it's nothing quaint about it at all. I've just written so many deaths. That, that adder, that adder, when she finally finds true love, her boyfriend is strangled to death. Strangled to death. Not always just accidentally died. Strangled. Like, I don't even think there's a Disney film that shows someone physically being strangled. <laughs> I know it happens in Tarzan, but you don't see it. So, like, it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. It's just, like, everything. Also, from and looking on horrible... Wiki Wikipedia, it says it's a you. How can it be a you? It is a you. <laughs> it is. But then again, so is Watership Down. So, like, we're not... <laughs> Don't trust the universal rating. It's also a horrible scene as well, during the partridge death, where uh, the farmer has a go at his dog, but doesn't just have a go at his dog. Like, kind of demoralises his dog. I'm going, you're useless, you're worthless, you're not even a decent dog. And you're thinking, well, I feel bad for that dog now. And then he goes and rips a partridge apart. And the other thing with, with, with animals are far in wood, I remember the first day I ever got to John Fowler's holiday in Sandaway, we went into the big hall, like, 
I say big hall, like the little seated area for about 50 people. And there was a big like cabinet, like book cabinet filled with a collection of the Animals of Fatherhood videos. And they were for the campers. And I'm not talking about the 90s. This was in 2013 that people were coming in, renting those videos and taking them back to caravans. It just leads so much. I don't even know if I can rate it. It, it, was, it was too much. Did you watch Happy Campers this week where one of the people were moaning that the sheep were barring? Yeah. And, and yeah. do you know what? Part of me felt like, yeah, that's viewing something with rose-tinted glasses. What, what idiots, what absolute idiots. And, and hats off to the manager for phoning up the farmer because that would be something that I would have said I'd done, not even bothered. Yeah, but he was on, he I, might, he, he was on camera, wasn't he? He might have just pretended and said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hello. Hello, is that the farmer? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I've just had a go at my dog for eating a partridge. You don't know what I've been through today. That useless bloody dog down the sheep are barring. I'm off to kill a stag. <laughs> uh, so, we have a lot. <laughs> what would you give the animals of Farthing Wood? Well, if it didn't have like so many deaths, and like, there's also there's a great video on YouTube that's got like the top five deaths from animals of Farthing Wood. <laughs> And not just the top five. There's enough honourable mentions to do another top five. It's beautiful. Uh, check that out. I just don't think it's a very sensible kid show. I need to give it. I need to give it twenty. Yes, I will agree with twenty. There's another kid show on our list this week that got edited for different countries. I think this may should have done as well, but maybe no one was watching it. Well, I just don't think people used to check stuff as much as they do now. Like, there's, there's so many guidelines, which is a good thing, watching that back. Like, I think of my nephews, like, watching Animals of Father Wood. It's been horrific. So, I, I, stuff like that sticks in your mind, doesn't it? So, let's lock it in. Lock it in. Which takes us nicely to number three, Alan Partridge. Knowing me, knowing Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. With you. Aha! have a massive confession to make. What is your confession? Uh, I, uh, I watched what I thought was two episodes of Knowing Me, Knowing You. Aha. I realised I'd never seen Knowing Me, Knowing You. Aha. I thought we were reviewing I'm Alan Partridge. Uh, so uh, I've watched a three-minute clip from Knowing Me, Knowing You. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Barnsley, it's all on you on this one. Oh, it's good. I've written some notes, isn't it? I wrote one note. There was one funny thing where he went, "Oh, you're like the steptoe wives." So no, it's like the stepfood wives. I found that joke quite funny. Uh, that's it. On you, on you go. <laughs> um, the first ever episode was. He said that Roger Moore was going to turn up, which Mister Tingy thought was the premise of my podcast. I hadn't even watched it then. They, they say Roger Moore is going to turn up, but he never does. The old Trevor Feelgood podcast was just me going through their CV and having some nostalgia on old programmes. So you can see why I've stopped it now, because it's so similar to this. Uh, he was going to go on the spinning wheel of death. Uh, mini drivers in it playing a woman who's actually turned out to be a man. And then uh, Alan is very on 2022 and goes, get off me. And... Uh, it's still funny. Um, Steve Thompson comes on with a bloke who's called Alan Partridge and who's got, got a twitch. So Alan treats that with the respect it deserves by um, trying to avoid it by looking at it. Do you, oh, did you think people thought it was real? I, I don't understand how people would think it was real, but apparently people did think it was real. It's one of those myths in entertainment, isn't it? Like where you get soap stars go, oh, people think it's real, and they go at me in the supermarket. You go, uh, I don't think that's ever. Some ladies thought The Office was real, and they said, oh, did you see that funny documentary the other night about that office? And she said, I think it was a comedy, and they replied with, oh, it wasn't very funny then. Which is, what? <laughs> but has there been anything that you, you thought was real, but it hasn't been real? Because yeah, Johnny- I don't think I ever have. Johnny Vegas' his name. I actually thought he was actually called Johnny Vegas. You thought a man's surname was Vegas? 
He might have changed it by depot, like Elton Hercules John. He might have changed it to, to be yeah. that. Oh. Uh, oh, Chris. Also, Top Gear has stolen Alan Partridge's catchphrase, which was on that bombshell. And I think most people now think that Jeremy Clarkson thought of it. Oh, Clarkson. I think I'm Alan Partridge is probably one of the greatest sitcoms of all time ever. Well, well, he's he's in the travel tavern in I'm Alan Partridge because he hasn't got a second series of his Give him a sitcom. second series. Come on, give him a second series, you coward. I, I think that's the joy of it as well. From what I watched, I want to see series three of I'm Alan Partridge. I don't want to see him just turn up on things. I just want to see that because those two series... And the film, actually, are just great. And it just seems a bit weird. Like, the interview of people, it's all right, but it's not as good as, like, the characters and what was brought together. And both series are, like, completely different. They're living in the kind of the premiere inset of the, and the second one where he's in the caravan. They both... What? Do that. Do that. Make series free. Give us a third series, you shit. <laughs> That's all I want. What, a third series of Alan, I'm Alan Partridge? I'm Alan Partridge. I don't want another this time. I don't want a bit more than that. I want that. As, as much as I have slated uh, Mr Partridge's appearance on other stuff, he was brilliant on Saturday Night Takeaway the other week I, as Alan he Partridge. He was because it obviously wasn't written by their normal writers. He decided that he's going to write it himself and do it. And I was like, oh, it, you... Genius. And just watching him in the plane was just... <laughs> I just think... I, that's, that's it. It's one of those great sitcoms. I just want more. I just want more. Or another film. I don't want to see him interview people and stuff like that. I just want Alan back in his purest film form. So you don't want him interviewing people, even though that knowing me, knowing you was first... Yeah, but and that's what you wanted to review. I know because I didn't. Obviously, I made a mistake, and every now and then that does happen on this podcast. I say every now and then at least five times an episode. But Do I, you know, I, I don't know what I thought was going on. Glenn Ponder, does he? He, he does. In the, uh, in the in knowing me, knowing you, it sounds more like John Motson, like he was based on, than he does in uh, I'm Alan Partridge. It's evolved. I, ne- I never caught up with it until I'm Alan Partridge series two and went, oh, what have I been missing? Because people in my house went, we don't want that. What, what's that stupid man doing a silly voice for? And now I've made a career well, out of it. Hooray. Why is what? he interviewing different people who aren't real people? It's like Parkinson's, <laughs> but it doesn't work. Did you like Tony Farino? I did like Tony Farino. I don't feel I've watched enough of the stuff, though. No, yeah, they only made one special, and like, all the songs in it are really good, because I always play Biggie Me at Christmas. At Christmas. <laughs> Every year. He's oh, a good cat. What about Saxondale? That was another one. Yes. Well, people think that Steve Nightingale is named after Tommy Saxondale. A little bit. Stop you, people. No. It's a, Stop. It's an original ca- character. All of this content is pure originality right now. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool. 
It's called uh, panning because Adam's watched the wrong program. Adam, Adam's watched the wrong program. It happens. Like, how many podcasts can you listen to that, that are this honest? Most people would have just been like, played along. But I didn't, Chris, did I? I was up front. I didn't pretend that I'd watch the episodes when I clearly haven't because I would have been sussed out quite early on. Have you seen the mid-morning matters when he does a morning show where you look through the papers and he's read all of yesterday's newspapers yes. and not today's? <laughs> this is what is this is what this yeah, is like. It's exactly like that. It, it feels <laughs> like it. Well, the problem we got now is we're going to need to rate it. Sixty-four. I'm Alan Partridge, and knowing me, knowing you. But you have to promise that you'll watch really? an, you have to watch an episode of it. I will indeed. But it you is know good. What? Let's lock it in. Well, we've been on quite the adventure today through this episode of Small Screen. Have you, have you, have you watched the last show? I, I've watched the last one, yeah. Oh, I've, that's I've right watched then. several episodes of this. No, you've, not uh, watched, you've not watched... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of a funny show to say. Instead. You're trying to figure some other penguin-based <laughs> drama. You haven't, watched Happy, you haven't watched Happy Feet Blackson, have you? I, I thought the production on this is really good. CGI? I watched March of the Penguins by accident. I'm Morgan Freeman. Where Look were they marching, those, eh? Look at those penguins. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Is that what he said? So, we're going to do a bit of Pingu. Well, it started in 1986, and there was only ever one special, and the show uh, finished in 2006. There was no new episodes. After that, it was stock animation and he was made of plasticine. And anyone who watched Pingu will have great memories of him. Uh, I watched a few episodes. The only problem I have is that my memory of it is the theme tune is... What theme tune do you remember from Pingu? That one. That's 1980s. Yeah. The other one is like, wah, wah, one I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Like, th there was one where they go, Pigu, Pigu. Yeah, I was like, when did this happen? I watched it in the 90s, I must have done. Well, someone who uh, was lucky enough to work on the Pingu live show for a small period of time in my life, the intro that was used then in 2008 was... Wah, 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 that one, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where the change happened. And also, that was the worst show I think I've ever had to, like, kind of tech because they never wrote what Pingu was actually saying. It was called Pingu... Pinganese, so it would say presenter. Hello, Pingu. Yes. Oh, have you seen your sister? And uh, they never did because we didn't have the costume. So uh, we only have one. And also, on one adult break, I remember having a phone call going, uh, is Pingu on a walkabout today? And this is an 80s adult break. And I went, no. 
while he's upstairs in the main menu watching Bad Manners. So someone in, someone had nicked the costume drunk, got, got through security and was just upstairs dancing away to Bad Manners dressed as Pingu. And it's a big costume to get in and out of. <laughs> that, 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 that's it for me. But what I've got uh, on Partridge, I've got stuff on Pingu. Well, they're only five minutes long, aren't they? I was really proud of that. It's like, get in. Lots of Pingu. I was happy um, at that. It is banned in some countries because of spanking. There was a spanking scene in it. And uh, Pingu's a prick. He's a, he's a big old prick. Do you know what? He is. <laughs> Pingu is a big old prick. Like, he just seems to get into trouble with no consequences. Have you seen the fishing one? I, I watched the what? Well, no, explain the fishing one to our, our dear listeners. The fishing one is where there's two holes, one in front of Pingu and one behind him that he's not noticed. And the seal keeps licking his fish and sticking it back in again. So the seal is playing about with him. But then Pingu goes, no, I'm had enough of this. So he starts to bury over the hole where the seal is. And the seal's going, no, don't bury over my hole. And he buries over the second one as well. So the seal can't get back in. So then the seal starts crying and he puts him back in there and they get a big fish. I thought, I wouldn't help him out. He's trying to destroy your home. Bastard. (laughs) Well, he is a bit of a bastard. Like, there's one where he was trying to eat dinner and he was disruptively eating dinner at the dinner table where he was eating a fish, but he was... I don't want to say this, deep-throating that fish. His parents (laughs) told him off for doing that. Then he was throwing potatoes around. He was then sent to his room. For some reason, his dad got him back to eat vegetables that he kind of threw in his mouth. It was just weird. It was just, it was a very weird affair. But after the animals were farthing wood, it just seemed like light entertainment. <laughs> like, but did you watch the one where Pingu had a nightmare and he sees a massive seal and it's single handedly one of the most terrifying things? No, it's a walrus. And I don't know if you've ever seen a plasticine-based walrus before. It's terrifying. And it gave me shivers, let alone kids watching it. I did, because it got banned. Because that's one of the videos I watched, which was bits that had been banned from Pingu. The other bit was him having a piss. He had a a piss up against the toilet. And uh, his brother had a piss outside, and they moaned at him and said, you shouldn't piss outside. Why have they got toilets for? They're penguins with no clothes on. Why do they need toilets? Well, maybe maybe the problem is it would melt the snow and then like cause the iceberg to break away. That is that is true. Maybe they didn't think of that. Also, it's not his brother; it's his sister. Like, I just need to clarify that. I've put, oh yeah, sister. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. she no, she was general neutral, so she she decided she could be anything anything general she neutral. wants to be. Not not the best villain ever. <laughs> General neutral. Friends with general waste. So what country uh, was the origin of Pingu? Because I don't know, because I didn't Google it. I think it was French. Yeah, because it's quite uh, easy. They could, I think, yeah, I think they're actually speaking in French, aren't they? He goes up to the bar and he's like, oh, what do you want? One of these. Yeah. That's that a bit of French. And it was later taken over by Hit Entertainment, who... Uh, if you know Hit, have Bob the Builder, Barney the Dinosaur, and all the big, the big hitters. So hence why it had a bit of a transformation. Yeah, because I watched an old episode, but it had been cleaned up like it was some kind of Star Wars remake. 
And at the end, it's in 2002. Yeah. And I thought, well, no, that wasn't when it was out. No, that can't be. They just wanted to sell it again, didn't they? That's all they want to do. They want to bung them out again. They want new pigu. They're not going to get any new plastic machine to make it again. I like the slapstick that was happening with the fishing rod and the seal, apart from when he tried to bury his friend underneath. <laughs> get yeah. under there! Get out! You get under there! Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, uh, yeah, it was just, it was kind of like a trauma for me of listening to it back and just hearing Pingu's voice and then thinking of all the stage preparation and everything. And also, that show had a massive igloo that would never stay on the stage. And I remember one day it just kind of rolled into the back of the stage and no one stopped it. No have you ever one been, stopped it. Have you ever been afraid by uh, plasticine? By plasticine? Yeah, I was when I was little. It was it the, song, the, the song Read Petite? And it goes, there was like a plasticine oh. bloke that had a big mouth that used to keep coming in and out. I think oh, so afraid of stop me. motion, not afraid by like play doh. <laughs> no, 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 I can't go past a <laughs> play doh shop without going into a deep sweat. Yeah, the Reed Petite video is quite terrifying, isn't it? I just think stock animation is well, like it can either be nice and colorful and light, like Wallace and Gromit, there's something we need to do, or it could be just dark and horrible. Disney's really dark. Have you ever watched uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, weird. The thing, the thing you've got to think about, Matt, as well, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, is that's 90 years old when you watch stuff like that going back. And this is the thing that I'm having with. I'm thinking the 90s was yesterday. It's nearly 30, well, it's 30 years ago. Different <laughs> times. But imagine watching something that... That is 90 years old. Like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is... There's scenes in that. I don't even know what made them think, do you know what? This would be a good idea. Put her in a forest full of, like, really creepy trees. It's like putting the child catcher into Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, isn't it? <laughs> Whose fucking idea was that? Who thought, do you know what? Put a paedophile in. That'd cheer up the kids. I've never <laughs> seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know that man to be a paedophile. You had this, this conversation last sense. week. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has now become your Martin Clunes. Oh, it has become my Martin Clunes. I've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because it don't look any good, though, does it? Like it's got it's it. got it's got Duke Van in it. <laughs> it's got Duke Van Dyke in it. I don't know what yeah. I just said. Yeah, well, he's, he's good in everything. Yeah, and he's, he's not good, good in everything. Maybe diagnosis murder. There's something that we need to discuss. I don't, I don't think he's. I don't. We haven't. I don't we haven't even rained Pingu yet. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Pingu. <laughs> fuck Pingu. Fuck animals of farming wood. Fuck this whole thing. Chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, what we'll do? We'll fire in a motor car. Oh, what a happy time we'll spend! Bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, our fine four-fender friend. Bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, our fine four-fender friend. Chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. Oh, you chitty chitty bang bang, chitty. So, Pingu, Pingu, the plasticine bastard, Pingu. I want to give it. I want to give it fifty because it's given me joy in my life. 
there's nothing better than getting a phone call saying that somebody got Pingu out tonight and it just being someone stolen the costume. <laughs> and they're watching security guards wrestle it down to the floor. Did you ever get it back? Yeah, they got it back. That costume's worth about 10 grand without the licensing fees on it. They're not cheap. Was it was more personal Pingu costume. What other kids' shows have you done then? Because you mentioned another one the other week. Five and Sam. Oh, that, I've worked yeah. on Five <laughs> and Sam. I've worked on Barney. I've worked on Teletubbies. I've worked on the Cartoon Network's stage show. I've worked on the Nickelodeon stage show. What was the one we did the other week you said you'd worked on? City. That's it. City. That was it. City. City. I've done City. I've done Basil Brush. Mate, <laughs> I've done them all. With clever editing, it's going to make it sound like you've bummed them. I've bummed them all. <laughs> I've done. I've done. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Maybe that's what we need to Imagine do. It. Maybe we need to do a drunk episode. Small screen <laughs> shit based. <laughs> that needs to be the next one where we both just get completely out of it and just review what we think happened in the 90s. <laughs> I think that's a plan. That's a, that's a Patreon. Right. So, yeah. What would you give the pingu? Give the pingu. Well, I'll give the pingu. I'll give it 50. I think 50 as well. I, Good. I did enjoy the slapstick nature of it. And you can sell it around the world to anywhere, can't you? It's like Mr. Bean. Exactly. All the readies they've got. A modern day chaplet. So let's yeah. lock, lock it, it in. in. It's been locked in. So Piggy's been locked in. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Small Screen 90s where we've taken you on a nostalgic trip through the 90s. We'll be back next week with me and Chris Barnes. Well, there's only one thing left to say. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Fuck Pingo. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.